formerly trans young women speak out. On February 26th, the website Public Discourse published an article that includes the harrowing accounts of five mothers, one of whom is a lifelong Democrat, another a lesbian, whose daughters experienced rapid-onset gender dysphoria, ROGD. These mothers are certain that the culture, including the professional mental health community, physicians, schools, peer socialization, and social media, are providing a distorted lens through which girls are viewing and misinterpreting discomfort and confusion that results from factors like trauma and pre-existing medical conditions, leading them to believe they are, in reality, boys. One of the mothers writes, and I quote, my daughter at age 14 spontaneously decided that she is actually a male. After suffering multiple traumatic events in her life and spending a large amount of time on the internet, she announced that she was trans. Her personality changed almost overnight, and she went from being a sweet, loving girl to a foul-mouthed, hateful, pansexual male. At first, I thought she was just going through a phase, but the more I tried to reason with her, the more she dug her heels in. Around this time, she was diagnosed with ADHD, depression, and anxiety, but mental health professionals seemed mainly interested in helping her process her new identity as a male and convincing me to accept the notion that my daughter is actually my son. At age 16, my daughter ran away and reported to the Department of Child Services that she felt unsafe living with me because I refused to refer to her using male pronouns or her chosen male name. Although the department investigated and found she was well cared for, they forced me to meet with a trans-identified person to educate me on these issues. Soon after, without my knowledge, a pediatric endocrinologist taught my daughter, a minor, to inject herself with testosterone. My daughter then ran away to Oregon, where state law allowed her, at the age of 17, without my knowledge or consent, to change her name and legal gender in court and to undergo a double mastectomy and a radical hysterectomy. My once beautiful daughter is now 19 years old, homeless, bearded, in extreme poverty, sterilized, not receiving mental health services, extremely mentally ill, and planning a radial forearm phalloplasty, which is a surgical procedure that removes part of her arm to construct a fake penis, end quote. Recently, a 14-year-old girl in Canada took her father to court because he doesn't want her to receive testosterone injections in her effort to masquerade as a boy. The Supreme Court of British Columbia not only decided that she is mature enough to grant consent and may start receiving testosterone immediately, but also that, and I quote, attempting to persuade A.B., that's the daughter, to abandon treatment for gender dysphoria, addressing A.B. by his birth name, referring to A.B. as a girl or with female pronouns, whether to him directly or to third parties, shall be considered to be family violence under Section 38 of the Family Law Act, end quote. This is coming to America. Big government in cahoots with big trans believes so deeply in the science-denying transcultic religion that it will stop at nothing, not even our front doors, to impose it on children. In five, six, or ten years, the girl called A.B. 
could be Helena, Jesse, Dagny, or Chiara, four young, formerly trans-identifying women who just launched a website called Peak Resilience Project to shed light on detransitioning. They are four women, decidedly not conservative, ages 19 to 22, who regret transitioning and answer questions for detransitioners and desisters and tell their personal stories and opinions as women who identified as trans and desisted. Their new website offers several videos, one of which I would urge IFI readers and political and school leaders to watch. And if you go to this article online, we have a link to it. In this important video, the women discuss the dysfunctional behavior endemic to the trans community, which includes substance abuse and cutting. They discuss the vindictiveness of the trans community that prohibits members from questioning whether they really are trans. And they discuss the causes of their prior belief that they were trans, which included experiences of trauma, social isolation, and exposure to and immersion in online trans communities. In an interview with self-avowed feminist Chiara and her mother Denise on Fourth Wave Now, an important website for anyone who wants to understand gender dysphoria, rapid onset gender dysphoria, and the trans ideology, lesbian Chiara expresses her adamant opposition to legislation that would make it illegal for therapists to encourage clients to explore why they feel they must transition. And I quote her, I think that would be blatant malpractice. The job of a therapist is to help people overcome issues and develop the best life possible, and transition is not always the right way forward. This, that is to say a law banning counseling for this, would also prevent therapists from digging into deeper issues behind dysphoria. If this law were to go into effect, it would only increase the number of young people who would later transition, end quote. This interview is a goldmine of important information, but I want to draw particular attention to three more points made by Chiara and her mom. First from Chiara, and I quote, Suicide is used as a warning to parents. This is what happens when you don't let your kid transition. This mantra continues to be repeated online and everywhere and perpetuates the idea that suicide is the only way out for kids whose parents will not accept their gender identity. This is a false statement that should under no circumstance be peddled to impressionable young people. Suicide rates by trans-identified kids are misrepresented and used to threaten and manipulate people into validating identities without question, end quote. And Chiara said this, quote, Parents are often demonized, called abusive, and beaten down by trans activists if they dare to question whether transition is right for their child. Parents are generally not in the habit of brainwashing their children. Rather, most want to protect and support them. Asking your children to think critically and consider other factors at play is not abusive. It's parenting, end quote. And Chiara's mom, Denise, said, quote, one of the most pernicious things trans activists and some gender clinicians do is try to drive a wedge between young trans-identified people and their families. While there are certainly abusive parents, the vast majority of us who have serious reservations about the medicalization of our gender atypical youth do love and care about our kids and only want the best for them, end quote. 
In August of 2018, a study on rapid-onset gender dysphoria by Dr. Lisa Littman, who's a physician and associate professor of the practice of behavioral sciences at Radical Ivy League Brown University, was published in which she concluded by saying that further research into the phenomenon is needed, and I quote her, In recent years, a number of parents have been reporting in online discussion groups that their adolescent and young adult children who have had no histories of childhood gender identity issues experienced a rapid onset of gender dysphoria. Parents have described clusters of gender dysphoria outbreaks occurring in pre-existing friend groups with multiple or even all members of a friend group becoming gender dysphoric and transgender identified in a pattern that seems statistically unlikely based on previous research. Parents describe a process of immersion in social media, such as binge-watching YouTube transition videos and excessive use of Tumblr, immediately preceding their child becoming gender dysphoric. These descriptions raise the question of whether social influences may be contributing to or even driving these occurrences of gender dysphoria in some populations of adolescents and young adults. The worsening of mental well-being and parent-child relationships and behaviors that isolate teens from their parents, families, non-transgender friends, and mainstream sources of information are particularly concerning. More research is needed to better understand rapid-onset gender dysphoria, its implications, and scope, end quote. There has been a troubling explosion in the number of adolescents who identify as trans, aided and abetted by medical and mental health organizations that have been taken over by leftists. Now the trans cult is reaching into families with its grasping, blood-stained claws, dragging children out to destroy their bodies, minds, and hearts, and leaving heartbroken parents in its wake. Finally, children scarred and parents betrayed by the trans cult are beginning to tell their stories.